Taking pictures is a very simple act. There is no great secret in photography. Schools are a bunch of crap. You just need practice and application of what you've learned. My absolute conviction is that if you are working reasonably well, the only important thing is to keep shooting. It doesn't matter whether you're making money or not. Keep working, because as you go through the process of working, things begin to happen. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. I'm Antonio, and welcome to episode 100. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> 100th episode, believe it or not. Yeah, incredible. Thanks for thanks for hanging in with me for for this many shows. Wow. You know, um, Tom and I uh, started this show in October of uh, 2000. 2014, yeah, you know, and it was, a, it was supposed to be an extension to our uh, switch to manual class. Um, well, actually, it was more of a continuation, and, and the idea was that, well, you know, Tom and I met uh, a couple of years before that, in January 2012, and we met in this coffee shop that I go to every morning, a place called Cothra in uh, Ditmas Park in Brooklyn on Cortelia Road. And, uh, you know, he had been coming in for a while and I noticed him cause he had his cameras around, you know, his, he always carried his cameras with him. And eventually, uh, we started talking and that's when he, uh, he came up, uh, with this idea about switch to manual and he told me about this and I was so excited about that. And I said, you know what, we could probably make a class from this. And we decided to start that up. And, uh, you know, for those of you who know the history, uh, Tom and I's history, um, we got it running in a, a, a bar in the Red Hook section of Brooklyn. Red Hook section is a, um, the uh, waterfront area in Brooklyn. It's a really cool area. And we got it started uh, and we ran a bunch of classes and we actually had Groupon discounts and whatnot. And... You know, our idea, our idea was switch to manual. Actually, it was Tom's idea, was to teach people how to use the manual settings on their camera. And the idea behind that was not that we really wanted everybody to shoot in manual, although we like to shoot in manual, both Tom and I. But it would, the idea was that you would, if you learned manual, then you'd kind of understand why your camera, when you turn it to automatic or even the semi-automatic modes, you'd kind of understand what your camera is doing. You know, if it's screwing up the shutter speeds or apertures, you, you know, understanding that, you know, shooting in manual, if you understood that, then you knew what your camera was doing. And that was the idea about the class, you know, and so we came up with this little presentation and we had, we ran a bunch of classes and, you know, the presentation would start off and we would talk about shutter speed and aperture and ISO and depth of field and stuff like that. And it's the basics of photography, you know, but it was all geared towards shooting in manual and then we told everybody we'd go out for a little photo walk and, and we would uh, uh, try to encourage them to shoot in manual. And we were there to sort of guide them, you know. But what ended up happening was uh, we started not being able to run the class as often as we liked to. I mean, it was kind of a big deal to try to get the uh, bar owner to open up on a Saturday morning. And, you know, we had to throw him some bucks. And we never really always had a big turnout, even if we had Groupon people showing up. So the, the class kind of petered out. Also, Red Hook was a, it's kind of a hard area to get to. It's not like you could just jump on a subway and get there. It's a bit of a walk. It's a cool area, though. If you come to Brooklyn, you know, come hang out in, in Red Hook. 
but it it just wasn't uh, you know it was hard for us to get that up and running it was a um it was fun while it lasted so we get into october of 2014 and the weather is starting to change you know and I still want to do the class or I want to have something to do it. And I came up with the idea, hey, man, let's do a podcast. You know, everybody's getting on the podcast bandwagon. And, you know, I said, well, I got the equipment, you know, and we got the content. We can certainly, you know, talk about switching the manual and start giving our photo tips and whatnot. And and Tom lived uh, about a block and a half away from me. So we thought, oh, that's possible, you know. Uh, so, like, the first few shows – we recorded in Tom's basement, in the uh, basement of his church, where he also lived there as well. But we were in his basement, <laughs> and and boy, boy, the sound was not great. It sounded like we were in his basement. Uh, I didn't have the best equipment then. I had some mics and I had recorders and stuff like that. But you know, I I learned a lot about sound and recording. Uh, I'm still learning actually as we were going through that. But those first few episodes, man. Uh, I can't go back and listen to them. It's just, it sounds like we're in some basement. Actually, at some point we, we did set up blankets behind us to try to dampen the, uh, the echoes, but that didn't work that well. So, you know, so after a certain amount, of, oh, it also took us, it took me a long time to set up. I'd bring mic stands and mics and stuff like that. And it would be like a half an hour by the time I got everything kind of set up and we had our false starts and whatnot. And so I, I thought, you know what? Oh, and then, you know, trying to schedule us both to be together physically in his space, that started to become a little bit of an issue. So at some point I decided, well, let's just do it on Skype. You know, you can do it from your place, even though he's a block away, I can do it from here. And we can kind of schedule it any time. You know, I don't have to go over and spend a half an hour setting up in his basement, you know, and hoping that there's no construction being done or a truck is driving by. You know, we could do it late at night. And he was a, he was a night, a night owl as well. Uh, so we could do some stuff at night. So, you know, we ended up moving it to Skype and, and just freeing stuff up. And then, you know, after some time, uh, Tom ended up moving to Arizona and he would pop up on the show once in a while, but it was hard to pin him down because like you've heard prior to this episode, he's, you know, going to graduate school and he's starting a family and he's got a church to run. And so it was really just hard to, to you know, for him to settle down and actually do uh, you know, record an hour. So, you know, I kept, uh, you know, took up the reins of the show and kept it going. Uh, I can do it very easily. And, you know, after some time, I, I started to increase the amount of people I knew in the podcast world, other photographers and stuff like that. And so a lot of encouragement from them and then being on their shows, uh, you know, the idea of keeping this show going was very, is very exciting for me, you know, and uh, eventually we, we had Tom leave the show officially, even though he was kind of unofficially, off the show, uh, you know, we had it. We did a goodbye episode, and that was bittersweet. You know, but Tom is still my friend. I can have him on the show when I can. You know, when he's got something to say. Uh, I haven't done it yet in a little while. I was kind of hoping to have him for this one hundredth episode. I just couldn't arrange it. So uh, yeah, but you know, now uh, fast forward. I've got a hundred shows under my belt here. You know, I'm doing it twice a month. I would love to do it once a week. It's just a little tough on my schedule to do that. Um, but you know, anything's possible. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying no twice a month right now is actually pretty good. Uh, cause I got some time to come up with some content and, you know, hopefully research it well. And, you know, I, although, you know, some, you know, me, like sometimes I'll do it off the cuff. <laughs> I'm just sitting, I'm sitting down and I'm going to record something today. You know, it's going to be an episode or, you know, I set up my recorder while I'm walking through Greenwood cemetery 
and whatnot. So, you know, the, the show's still a little bit flying by the seat of my pants, but my intention is to actually get it a little bit more organized, really get more guests. Now, you've heard this before, and I'm not, you know, trying to blow smoke up everybody's, you know, pants or skirts or whatever, but, you know, real life kicks in, and, and like all these dreams and, and ambitions I have for the show, uh, you know, I'm sharing with you in terms of just being transparent and you know, sometimes it's always hard to, to to follow through with everything, just just the way things are. So, but I'm trying because like I keep doing this, and I definitely schedule myself now for twice a month to make sure I get it out on schedule. Usually around the 15th and the 30th of the month uh, is is roughly my schedule now. And uh, you know that that has the possibility of increasing. You know, we, we'll see. Um, as as I like the the round numbers, right? So I want to get to 150, and I'd love to get to 200. Uh, and I really enjoy doing this show and sharing my knowledge of photography with everybody who listens, and and even having guests on here who can share their experiences in photography. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun for me, and uh, I feel like I'm doing it well. So yeah. Anyway, so thanks for hanging in uh, for 100 episodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> So anyway, I hope you weren't thrown off by the new music at the beginning, uh, as you have got my own theme song now, and I'm very excited. Uh, and so no more stock music for the show. That was the, the, the tune that we had for the show. It was something I just grabbed out from a stock library. I actually grew to like it. And then uh, working to get this new theme song produced, I wanted to keep some of the elements of the original song. So hopefully there's a little bit of an homage to that but i i like the new music and and it's uh i feel very happy to uh, have my own tune now so uh yeah and uh you know what stay tuned till the end of the show and i'll let you know uh who that quote was from that you heard in the opening you know um so give me a slightly new format so i want to uh bring some quotes from great photographers and hopefully have it related to the show in some way but anyway, uh, that's enough of banter about the episode. Let's get into it. I've got, uh, for this show, um, I've got a very special group of guests who are going to join me. Uh, I'm really happy they agreed to join me for my 100th episode. But, you know, I'll let them introduce themselves. So let's just get into it, shall we? Hey there. Before we get into the show, I'm just going to add this uh, sort of a prescript. Um uh, recorded the show last night, and uh, on the show we have uh, I have three of my friends and guests, um, Brian Minier, David Swiduck, and Ward Rosen. Uh, we're part of a uh, photo collective, which I'm announcing uh, on the show. I'm actually giving a spoiler right here. And I want to uh, say that there was two other members of the uh, collective who uh, were not on the show, uh, Max Sikulski and uh, Mark Ryerson. And uh, through uh, kind of, uh, let's say, the, uh, my thoughtlessness and not really paying attention, uh, I did not invite those two members on to the uh, show, uh, partially because uh, the system I'm using to record can only record four people. But uh, regardless, I did not even uh, ask them to be on the show. And it wasn't any reason about that. I didn't want them on the show. Uh, I was only thinking... Uh, partially about the fact that I couldn't record and I, uh, there was just something else going on. And I want to acknowledge that I made a big mistake by not even asking them to be on the show. Even if we couldn't record them all, I probably could have figured something out and had everybody on the show. So you're about to hear uh, f 
four members, including myself, talk about a collective were not all on the show. And I wanted to publicly uh, apologize to both Mark and Mac, and especially Mac, because as you'll find out in the show, and again, this is another spoiler in some way, uh, Mac and the Shutter Time podcast were um, primarily responsible for, in some way, getting us all together and for me to meet all these guys that uh, uh, I'm going to be talking with shortly. And so I want to publicly acknowledge uh, that I messed up. Uh, I'm sorry. And uh, I really will work on uh, making sure that uh, the next time we have uh, the group together, that it will be all of us. But I want to sort of publicly acknowledge this uh, lapse in just not really paying attention and uh, not, you know, sort of a thoughtlessness. And, you know, Mac and Mark, I'm really sorry about this. Uh, I hope you're listening to the show. And I apologize. And to everybody else who's listening to the show, I also apologize for not including everybody. I mean, it's kind of a lost opportunity here. And uh, again, I'm doing a little spoiler, but I wanted to insert this before the talk because, uh, you know, this is the 100th episode and it's, I, I missed uh, an opportunity here and uh, I want to apologize to everybody. So uh, now I'll let you go and listen to the show. And, you know, I, I've learned a lesson about this and uh, I'd be very aware of making sure that I'm thinking about everybody's feelings and making sure that I include everybody. And again, I, I own up to this. Uh, I messed up. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope you'll enjoy the show. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. We're starting now, so <laughs> thanks, you guys, for coming on the show. I want you guys to uh, introduce yourselves to everybody who's listening. Uh, do do what the uh, do what I said before. Who's first? <laughs> I'm first. I'm Ward Rosin. Hi, Ward. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. I am Brian Manier. Hey, Brian. Appreciate you coming. I know you're busy. Happy to be here, man. Yeah. And hey. I'm. I'm uh I was trying to think of something clever, but nothing works for Midwest, <laughs> right? I I'm Dave, Dave, Dave. Swiduck. Yeah, usually Dave, Dave Swiduck, whatever you want to call me. Usually happy. The the chest from the Midwest. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just just trying to think of something. A beast the from the east. From the Midwest. You know the the beast from the east, and that that nothing works for the Midwest. Oh, well, you're not going to live that one down. <laughs> the chest from the West. Oh, the Midwest. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you, uh, this is, first of all, I want to say this is the first time I've had three people on the show simultaneously. Um, I believe. I believe. Unless someone was like, there's probably some f geeky fan out there. It's like, no, no, it was episode, you know, 64 or something like that. But, uh. I want to thank you all for joining me for my hundredth episode. Yeah, I had, man. I cool. had absolutely no idea what to do, <laughs> so I called you guys. <laughs> I di I didn't want to like make a big deal of it in the sense of like I don't know what to say, and I was like, okay, it's a hundred episodes, but I did want to have like something going on a little bit. So, um, and I've had all three of you guys on my show, uh, and I've been on. Well, I haven't been on any of your shows. None of you have no. shows except Dave. I yeah. haven't been on your show yet, Dave. No, so. we got to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. We were I talking wanted about to have a show, but yeah, just haven't made it happen yet. Are you going to have one? Yeah, eventually. 
<laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> I got a I got a shopping cart, but it just hasn't gotten purchased yet. Other things keep popping up. Uh, uh, <laughs> like for what? Like for instance, what? <laughs> I mean, I I keep I keep shooting film and then having to pay to get that developed, and yeah, and then I bought a stupid medium format camera. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. and uh, and uh, how is that working out for you? Honestly, I haven't really shot with it much, like a little bit, but I, I even, that the commercial shoot that I did the other day, I, I was planning on using that for the hero shot, and then uh, it just didn't end up, I ended up using my X-T3, so. Well, you did post one shot that I saw mm-hmm. of your kid. Uh, yes. That you, um, you glommed on some lens to it. To- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just because I'm cheap and I could only afford to get one lens with this camera, uh, I had some old Minolta rocker glass, and so I spent fifty bucks on a GF to Minolta adapter, and I had, I think that shot was the forty-five f two, which doesn't fully cover the sensor but it covers it just enough and I actually kind of like the vignette that it gives mm-hmm. like some of the lenses like give a pretty rough vignette but that one and then I think the 135 2.8 that I have and what's the other I have a couple Minolta lenses that work really well it's a bitch to, to focus I'll tell yeah, you that because yeah, yeah. f2 like <laughs> is something crazy on that stupid camera. <laughs> I have to I have the the back button, the little back rolly button that you can push in to zoom in to like check. I have it set to 200% just to uh-huh. check my focus mm-hmm. cuz it's you have to. But it's I been find, fun. I find with those manual lenses, I know we're 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 geeking out on equipment here for a second, but that's fine. This is my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> but I found that uh, using the focus peaking on those manual lenses um, can be a real pain as well. Um, yeah. And I don't do that so much, and I have to go with the standard focus, like looking at it when it's sharp, and it's hard to do on some of those lenses, so I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I started, I mean, every for every other manual focus lens that I've used, uh, you know, on, on other cameras, I do the focus peaking, and I've always had pretty good luck with it. But this thing, it's just, it, it like, it says there's stuff in focus when in fact there is not. But mm-hmm. then again, the you know the focal plane's so thin that it's really hard to tell. So yeah, it's really just been zooming in to just to double check, which is tough to do when you're chasing around a three year old. Right, right. <laughs> but I get lucky from time to time. Yeah, well, it was a great shot. It looked, and the way you processed it, it did look like you were going after some film look, and it and it worked really well. It's just a, it was a nice, had a nice feel to it. Yeah, something about that lens just makes you want it to look like film too. Yeah. So, oh, cool, awesome. Well, thanks for. I know you guys are busy, and it's a Thursday night, and uh, you know I appreciate you guys joining me and uh, celebration. I don't have anything to give out to drink. <laughs> for I got you. Okay. <laughs> I, I owe you. I owe you. I, I if, I, if I could buy you guys virtual uh, beverages, I would. So, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I was I was thinking that the like having started this show uh, is is kind of the way I met all of you guys. Um, come to think of it, 
um, just having gotten into uh, podcasting, and then I think through Mac, perhaps, uh, I, I might have met all three of you. Is that true, do you think? Probably, right? I think so. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. true for me, yeah. I came on Mark's coattails, and he was uh, he was on with Sid and Mac. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so having started this show um, with my friend Tom and having it being an extension of my switch to manual and stuff like that and looking at where I'm now sitting with you three guys and, and the other two who are not here, uh, being Mac and, and Mark, and realizing how far I've come. And I, start, I started the show in 2014, so it's been five years to come up with 100 episodes. So it's it's taken some time, but I'm uh, really appreciating where I'm at now, sitting with you guys and and the, sort of the talent that I'm uh, tapped into, uh, knowing you guys. So um, thanks a lot, you know, appreciate it. Well, dude, I mean, I don't have a podcast, and I can't imagine as bad as I want to start one. I can't imagine getting to a hundred episodes. So that is no small feat. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, congrats. Uh, Pretty cool. And I was just listening to, I, I was binging on uh, uh, Max uh, um, uh, Shutter Time uh, yesterday or today. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's you know just past 250 episodes. And I'm like, geez, like, right. I got a long way to go. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of committed to this. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I wanted to use this opportunity not to sort of like, say okay well great i got 100 episodes and i'm looking forward to the next 100 with uh, all you guys eventually on the shows again multiple times of course um but i have been saying f to my audience for the longest time that that we were starting this collective and i thought today would be the time to sort of make it official you know right and there's only there's only four of us of the six that are part of the collective here so i was thinking maybe we have a quorum to actually you know um set it a sale you know and uh i figured let's use this episode you know as good as any to to talk about it and say you know who we are and what's going on but uh i'd like to announce that we're part of what is called the unusual collective and uh we have to give credit to uh, mac i believe for that title <laughs> i think so yeah 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 and uh we started about I think we started about last year in May. Dave, is that kind of um, feel right? Nope. Would have been, well, just about, yeah. It would have been in June. June, June, okay. Yep, because everything kind of kicked off when um, you and Mark and Clay had joined Mac over on Shutter Time. It was their episode 197 for the Black Couch Sessions episode. 197. How yeah. do you remember this stuff? Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I uh, no thing or two Rain about the old here. Uh, little yeah. no, no i just you know a little podcast prep work you know had to put in some time okay. can't come can't come totally <laughs> unprepared but um no it was yeah back in 197 and i remember after listening to that episode with you guys um just kind of talking about it, i thought you know it'd be great to just have like a, a space that's not public you know that that's not just out on Twitter for everyone to see your Facebook or whatever, just with a, a smaller group of people you know and trust mm -hmm. and a place where you can just bounce ideas off each other and talk shop or whatever it is. And so I'd kind of thrown the idea out there to to you guys, and then it kind of just evolved from there into what it we gelled. have now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
we had uh, Clay was part of us for a while, and then and then eventually uh, dropped out. Yep. And then uh, we invited Ward and Brian to to join sometime in uh, the end end of last year, I believe. Brian, I met. Yeah, Brian, I met you at the uh, photo expo. Yep. Which was great to meet you, and then asked you in person. Yeah, that was awesome. And I was so honored that you wanted to that you were cool about joining. And uh, Ward, I think you came in about the same time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, and it was funny because Mark says, do you want to join this collective? And I'm like, what collective? Well, what's going on? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, Mac and Antonio, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Uh, so it was Those great. <laughs> Those guys. And I'm like, well, okay, well, it's just, you know, it's like, I mean, I know Mark, but he's like, you know, walking up to me going, you want to join a collective? It's just, you know. <laughs> It was a weird delivery. It was a it was a weird ask, it's not but a I, it's all settled down. It's all settled down now, so we're we're all good. And I have to say, uh, Antonio and I have really picked up a lot on the friendship side, uh, just because of being born in the same year and having a lot of the same, um, what's the word on, um, pop culture uh, mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, even though we're in different countries and different sides of the continent. Uh, we uh, we're at a point now, I think, sometimes where we can almost finish each other's sentences. Sandwiches, oh, pretty darn cool. Sandwiches. Nice. <laughs> well, well, sandwiches. That's. I'll have to visit him in New York City first before we're sharing food. But uh, you know, I I had to just throw in the the younger version. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of everyone age wise, but you know that that was a little bit of a uh, Disney Frozen reference. Uh, the movie, you know, they, they oh, finish okay. each other's sandwiches, sandwiches to be surprising. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is for us because we're the older generation. Right. So You're there like, you go. leave my sandwich alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, having uh, having uh, um, actually Ward, I I met you because you, um, well, I first did a portfolio review for you. That's right. Right. That's and and then when I found out who you were, or like when we connect, I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy. I yeah, before and then I panicked because I was like, "Did I do a good job? Did I just bullshit you? Did I take your money?" <laughs> no, and and it's funny because I was kind of testing you too. I put ones, I put some images in there that were a little weaker, ones that could have been cropped, ones that I you thought were, were really me? strong. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to know. I want to know uh, okay. if if what I'm thinking is what you're thinking now. Now, it probably kind of gutted some of what the original intention was, but it was sort of like, yeah, all the all the criticism that you provided was perfect. And it was this wonderful podcast-like produced with music and everything. Um, <laughs> I thought it was the, I mean, I, I don't know if you, do you still offer that service? Because if if you're still producing them like that, it's sort of like this, this great audio description of your work and criticism. It's very... Uh, it's soothing in a way. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> I, 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 I want to do them again. I just haven't gotten the, um, I have to get the switch to manual website back up sort of like into doing something. Uh, and so, um, you know, when that starts again, maybe, but maybe we should make it part of our collective. Maybe we could start, you know, reviewing other people's portfolios and stuff like that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the, I'll leave that to you guys who know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I, I have no idea what I'm talking Well, but Antonio's seen a lot of pictures go over his counter yeah. and desk. And so there is a, uh, you know, that initial um, reaction uh, description 
um, what works, what doesn't. There's a real there's a real value to that, and there's not a prejudice in. There's not an I like it or I don't like it, which is one of my pet peeves of people right. when they look at photographs. There's this instant snap to judgment of whether or not it appeals to them. And in studying the history of photography, I don't care really whether I this famous guy whether his work uh, is important or her work is important or, or is important to me personally or not. It's just where are they in history? Where are you in your own even in your own photographic uh-huh, history? Uh-huh. And move on. Oh, this was my taking pictures of my feet on the sidewalk phase or the, you know <laughs> whatever it was. And you move on from that, and it's a growth. And I think uh, I I really think uh, Antonio's criticism was great. Well, thank and, you. I, I I appreciate that, and uh, I'll have to go listen to it again because I can't remember what I said. But <laughs> that, that's how I first met you, and then like when you came in through Mark, and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I did the review for, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but you seem to be after I got. I, I don't know if we did any podcast together, but you seem to have a right fit for like this small group that we were creating. And mm-hmm. Dave, I like the way you said it. It's sort of outside the internet. Yeah. You know? Um, and as Ward is saying this, you know, you're talking about the photo history. I mean, photo collectives have been part of photo history for, for quite some time. And I, I, I would think Ward, you would be able to speak to that a little bit more because you might know it, but, um, I mean, uh, you know, we're not doing anything unique here, right? In terms no, of I mean, there were clubs. Yeah. I mean, there were clubs and when, uh, just think in the pop way, uh, when the, when the brownies came out, um, there were, you know, the families had these had these cameras, and what are we going to do with these with these cameras? Take pictures of, you know, the front yard or whatever. And I think these communities got together, and they, I'm sure they did photo walks or did, you know, got you know went around, took pictures, whatever, and then got together at a meeting at some hall somewhere and looked them over, and have some guy who was an art teacher from the local school come and critique them mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean, it's all. You know, it's 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 you know, it's definitely part of the history. Well, how's a collective different than a club, or are they not? Well, I think a collective anyway. is a closed for me anyway. I think collective is sort of a closed group of individuals who are uh, putting together something. If it's a magazine, or in our case, uh, you know, a website or 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 whatever, and it's there isn't really a. Um, well, at least in, in my definition, I suppose, there isn't this kind of um, cast open to the public, come on, join us. It's just sort of we sel- we select. Mm. You know, that and a club, I would say, um, is more of a public gathering of folks who can make it, uh, whoever can make it, they'll come in and so on. Mm. I, I have a feeling there's a little bit more of a commitment to a smaller community in a collective Okay, that makes sense. For me, anyway, that's my yeah. definition. Um, well, my Alexa just went off. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if you said something. Uh, anyway, um, when Dave, when you said, like, outside the internet, could yeah. you, like, say a little bit more about that? I mean, what well, was, I, what's I, important I, about that to you, you think? To be honest, it, it's, it's just a, a place where... You're kind of like what Ward said. It's not open to general public discussion where if I've got some photo work, maybe, you know, and and you guys have probably seen this where I bounce all over in different styles and genres and whatever. If I've got something I'm working on that 
maybe I don't want the general public to comment on it, or I've got, you know, a question on something, or um, just want to discuss something, an idea. It, it's outs- having what we do outside of the internet, quote unquote, even though we're all using the internet, it's, it's a place where it's safe. You're not going to have to worry about just random people jumping into a conversation um, without knowing anything about them, without knowing where they're coming from or anything like that. And that's the, the cool thing about what we've got going on is that we all, even though we all have you know pretty different styles in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and approaches to our photography, we all know where each other is coming from. So when we have a conversation or we throw something out there for discussion or, you know, even, even, you know, feedback or whatever it might be, we know and we can trust where that's coming from versus when you put it out up to your friends or just general people out online, I mean, it could be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you're just going to get flooded by who knows what. And it makes it really hard to figure out what's actually you know, good and valuable advice, what's good mm-hmm. discussion, and what's just feeding into the troll mentality and, you know, popularity games and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's some in some way trying to get back to the roots of uh, photography, like what Ward was saying in terms of clubs, but just like a small group of trustworthy, you know, eyes uh, who, in a sense, we all speak the same language too, uh, you know, photography or whatever we're doing, and, and having that... Um, having less voices in our heads, right. you know, um, Brian, I want to, I want to ask you something. Hit me. Uh, so you were on our short list of, you know, you and Ward were on the short list of people who said, you know, we want to invite, you know, we wanted to open it up to a few more people. So when I saw you in December, October last year, and I asked you and you were quick to say yes, you know, like you were, you're, you were, and I'm not, you know, questioning that, but, I'm I'm kind of curious. You're the probably the you may be one of the busier of the group. I mean, I'm just imagining that. Uh, but you've gone on all these trips, and you're you know Fuji ambassadors. Like, well, what what drew you to say yes when I asked you? And like, what did you what what went on in your mind? It's um, a good question. It um, is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's almost like you planned this in advance. <laughs> um, no, I think. I mean, honestly, trying to think of even where to start here. I think one of the things that I love, loved about being on podcasts, whether it's, I think Shutter Time was the first, no, it wasn't the first podcast I ever did. Um, I had a friend who had a, a podcast called Hashtag that was all about Instagram and kind of like the community. Jordan. And, uh, yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. Powers. So that was the first first podcast I was ever on. So I gotta but, uh, I gotta ask you real quick, Brian. Do you yeah. remember when you were on that show, you guys got to tear apart one of my photos? We did. Yeah. I don't remember that. Wow. I remember. Wow. I remember randomly being on the show. It. I don't think it, it wasn't the first time, right? I was on again. Yeah, it was, I think, the second time when you guys did that. He was doing the critique stuff. It was a critique. It was one of the more daily shows that he was doing. Yep. That's right. I don't remember your photo, but I do remember that show. (laughs) Secrets revealed. Wow. (laughs) What a horrible person I am. No. It was Um, a while back. Yeah, it was a while. Gosh, that was so long ago. So, so, uh, Gosh, I remember when when Sid and Sid reached out to me to be on Shutter Time and and you know had this amazing conversation with them and then kind of 
came back a couple times uh, and then being on Dave's podcast. Like, I think one of the things that I love about podcasts is just that, I don't know, the conversation, but it is like a close, even though other people are going to be listening eventually, mm-hmm. you're having this closed conversation um, kind of, I mean, obviously the podcasts that I'm going to be on are all photography related. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, when you asked me, the first thing I thought was, oh, this is a group, it's, it's going to be like just this ongoing podcast where we just have each other as sounding boards for ideas and for, you know, feedback and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a kind of a closed loop in a sense, like what you guys were talking about, where it's not really open to, you know, the extraneous, if I throw something out to Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, I'm going to have, you know, however many people chiming in, some people that I really don't care about their opinion. But like when, when, you know, you told me who all was going to be involved, obviously like not, not that I'm like super close with everybody here, but I feel like we've all kind of grown to know each other in, in various ways. And I, you know, very much respect everybody's background and opinions and viewpoint in there, even though we all have varying styles and are mm-hmm. just different points in lives and careers. And I think so all of that to say, you know, all of those things kind of played into, yeah, absolutely, absolutely just... I mean, if nothing else, selfishly just wanted to be able to have access to you guys and and your your uh, your points of view, you know, mm-hmm. for me. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. Also, too, there's a there's a component, an outward component, because we are sharing a website. We're sharing our points of view. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but we we started writing essays for for the website, um, and what I'm finding is, you know, when I watch some of my favorite TV shows are, and podcasts have to do with um, creativity. How do people do what it is they do, whether they're singing or I think was, uh, my wife was watching this show about uh, creating a pop song and you have these these uh, pop song writers get in with a producer and then they have the star artist sitting there and they come up with a song in front of them and then they... I don't really care about pop music that much, but there was an energy and a sense of professionalism or whatever you want that was very compelling of the way they would take this writer's idea and completely morph it into perhaps something else, but using the kernel of the original idea to create something greater than the original parts. Uh And when I'm looking through the essays that we've written and that sort of thing and and the the general... um, um, I want to put want to put it here. Um, the general tone of the group is that, and I think one of the great products of what I think the uh, the collective is going to do is we're sharing our creative process, and you can look to the unusual collective as well. Here's a place where you can look and see how these guys work. You know, if you're you just come and look at the website, here's how these guys think and how they work and what they think about. And having that closed, um, that closed aspect to uh, to the collective gives us the safety to be able to ruminate and think about what it is we're doing. We create the stuff and then we put it out. Um, it's just a different. It's a different way to send out stuff instead of a blog entry by myself or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it, it, it. I think it has more value. 
because we're not just putting out random thoughts out there. We have to sit. And because we're in this group, um, what we want to create, we'd like to bounce off each other and the responsibility and the wanting to bring your best game or however you want to put it um, with a with a group of uh, guys that are in this collective, uh, I think really adds a lot. Um, and I think we'll make it more interesting for folks to come and take a look at. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I wanted to mention for myself, um, Dave, when you, when you suggested this, uh, we, we start this Mm -hmm. last year and, uh, I was in a, where was I? I was in a place, I was in a really strange place, uh, photographically. And I think that was around the time I quit Instagram perhaps, uh, and I had shut, shut it down for like six months um i think i can't remember but it was it was about that i think i I had quit like in may 2018 okay um i didn't dump my instagram account i actually just say i'm not going to post right uh and so that's around the same time we had the the black couch session and then and then you came up with this idea and and i ran with it i mean i really enjoyed the idea and i think for me it was a lifeboat um uh photographically because you know i'm i'm in this generation where i grew up with photographers i didn't have the internet you know using slides and film and and whatnot and it was a lot closer kind of uh, community maybe physically i would say and and we've all grown kind of far apart now and um i just like the past year or two i've been finding myself kind of lost photographically like not knowing what i'm doing like what the hell why the hell am I taking pictures? What the, what, you know, what the F is the point of all this? And I think just about the time you, you um, had this idea, I was at the, I want to say the lowest point, but I felt like I was at a pretty low point. And the idea of ha- like shutting off all the noise on the outside and, and keeping it into a small, um, you know, I don't want to say an echo chamber. It's not an echo chamber. We're not bouncing things back and forth, but back into a small room where I could sort of regather my thoughts with, a, you know, a handful of people who I can trust. It, it, it was like, I, I'm going to say it again, it was like a lifeboat. You know, it was like if I didn't, it, if the group didn't start, I don't know what I would have been doing photographically. Uh, so I, it, the group mean, meant a lot to me that it started and it's meant a lot that it's, you know, continued. And I'm not trying to dump a whole bunch of responsibility on everybody's shoulders. It was just <laughs> because, like, now you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've rebalanced myself, having been part of a smaller group of people who I can talk to, mm-hmm. who I can trust, whose, you know, uh, whose work I appreciate and admire. Uh, and, I mean, and there's plenty of other people out there that I feel the same way too, but like right. this, you know, but I wouldn't want, like, then it's back to the internet, right? you know? And then I know when we started our group, we had some quote unquote internet like behavior in our little chat area. And I think, you know, we were going through the, uh, birthing pains I right. think, of what, what this means and how we're going to use it and how is it going to be different than the rest of the world. And I think once we've kind of settled our sails into one direction i've found that okay like you know i i you you guys are i got you know you're you have my back you know and knowing that uh has sort of set me straight a little bit and and got me sort of back on my feet again because i think i really am losing my mind 
in the world of the internet and Twitter. In fact, I just mentioned this uh, on our on our uh, Discord group the other day, and uh, I was like, I think I'm just getting sick of using Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> and Mark said, Mark said, why? And I think I said, I think I said, well, partially. Main, maybe even mainly is that we have this group and so i can find like i can post a picture or some ideas and like i don't need 400 people which i never get uh you know 400 people saying oh that's a good idea or, that's a stupid idea or who the right. hell you know, like i it's it i don't get that uh you you know i might get you know dave you might say well you might want to think about it this way and brian says maybe i want to think about it that way and that's all good feedback but like it's it, the group has fulfilled something in me that that I think the rest of the world like I'm realizing the rest of the world's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm being you know, uh, you know hyperbolic here or hyperbole or whatever you say how you ever say that it is uh, going a little over the top by saying that but I, I do believe it's true this idea of having a camera club you know uh, you know I go to um, I'm sorry I'm monopolizing the time here for a second but. Uh, I fill in for my friend Gene at a camera club in the city uh, called the, the Pictorial Photographers of America, right? And they've been a camera club since uh, the time of Stieglitz, uh, surprisingly. I don't think he started it, but uh, it, was, it started around the early 20th century. <clears throat> and I go there, and it's a sweet group of people of uh, mixed ages, uh, and you know, they meet every month or, uh, once a month constantly they have contests and stuff like that. And I'm looking at them and I'm saying like, you know, they're there just to deal with photography. They talk about their photography, they have everything. And it's like, you know what? That's what I need. So anyway, that's sort of my long winded way to say in, in a sense that the collective has some meaning to me. And I believe that having a smaller group of, and less voices in my head is, uh, allowing me to to really pursue some creativity that I don't think I've had in a long time. So anyway, that was just my version. <laughs> well, it, it does open up, you know, like you say, it, it cuts down on the amount of that outside noise so that you can actually just think and, and you can just get to work and not worry as much about the likes, the, you know, the, the comments, whatever it is. If you're sharing something, in in the group here you know the the best you can hope for is six thumbs up or five thumbs up really right and so it, it kind of takes that whole side of it out of the equation where you can put something up and, and really get more at the the heart of what you're wanting to talk about mm -hmm. you know you don't have to have this kind of social media formality dance that happens around okay here's just i'm going to give you a like in a maybe a quick comment maybe it's a bot giving you a comment who knows and then we're going to wait for six months of this going on to see if you're actually a really person or if you just want my follow back or you know whatever it is you you eliminate all of that uh -huh. Uh -huh. which is which is a cool thing and i know you know for me personally too there's been you know th this collective like you said was not without its its growing pains and i i think eventually we got to a point where We've got a good thing going. Everyone's kind of on the same page. It doesn't mean we don't challenge each other sometimes. You know, we'll we'll push each other, and that's a good thing because we grow from it. But the important thing is is that we all know, again, where that's coming from. You know, it's it's not someone just being a jerk out on the Internet. 
you know, yeah. we can challenge each other and say, man, I don't know about that. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, we're still waiting for you and Ward to have your cage match on a, on a deep dive. <laughs> we, we have to have a couple more photographers yep. that we agree on. <laughs> then we'll have the cage match. Right. You know, build it up before the heel turn. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm excited. But, but in seriousness, it's fascinating to be able to just sit back. There's a lot of times when, you know, you get busy during the day or whatever. You can't check into the group as often. But you'll jump in and scroll back through and, and, you know, feel like, oh, man, I missed a great discussion there. But the cool thing is you can just easily jump in and be like, hey, I missed that earlier. Here's my two cents. And then, boom, everyone's back off and it shoots in new directions. Ideas are just flowing so much more than they ever do trying to collaborate or do anything out on the, you know, fully wide open Internet, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Well, you know, we're using the technology so that we can all be together. I mean, all of us are in different places in North America. And I don't know the chances of us physically getting together, although we're still thinking about, we got to think about, you know, doing a trip, you know. Right. uh, I think Ward was talking about some locations. Right. At some point. Um, I'll go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we need to follow Brian because he's going. I I just say we go to Mac because I need to see me some Canadian Rockies. I've never. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. We'll all head to him. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll do we'll Jasper by his place and Banff near mine, and we'll there you go. Perfect. You know, sold. We can do go down the Icefields Parkway. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll rent a van and <laughs> paint a big U on the side of it. You know. <laughs> um, but I was Dave. To to what you were saying is, uh, I wanted to add that. Um, a group like this, a small group, I think also helps um, prepare us in some way for that outside world, you know, and how to deal with it. Like, I think so many people now are just like dropped into photography or or even whatever creative field they're in, you know, harking back to your podcast about uh, creativity. It doesn't, not necessarily photographers, but like people Mm -hmm. who are creatives being dropped into this, this, the space uh, of the world of the internet of thousands of people and thumbs up and, and dopamine likes and whatever, mm-hmm. and not having anything to be grounded in, you know, um, if someone like me, like I had, I had the ability to go to school and worked in the photo business since I was a teenager, literally. And, you know, there's some grounding there and, and people, but people today are just dropped into it and, and what are they expected to do? And so having a group like this can, can go back to those roots of like getting yourself grounded again. Like, okay, well I'm grounded now. If I go out into the world and you know, someone is, is dissing me or not liking my pictures or we're doing whatever the world is doing, uh, I can take it, you know, I can take it differently. You know, right. it's what I think a, a group, a small group like this can do. Well, the flip side is true also where, you know, I think it helps us keep, stay grounded is the key. So avoiding the the real nasty lows, but also avoiding that kind of false ego that can come if all of a sudden you've got a bunch of likes and maybe they're not warranted and and having people you can trust, you know, to, to keep you grounded and bring you back to earth, that that's an important thing to help you keep growing as a creative. Yeah, yeah. And uh Brian, I was thinking about your your uh foray into film, you know. And so, you know, you've got someone like me and someone like Ward who've been around a little while. 
And, you know, how has that helped you in some sense? Has it, you know, has, has, uh, has that come into play at all? Or I mean, Yeah, I think so. I mean, and even Mac, too, you know. Yeah, Mac, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, Mr. Film, he's been doing it. I, yeah, well, I feel like I feel like I was on Shutter Time when he was in the midst of his his, his year long thing. His year long yeah. thing. I'm pretty sure I was on, and you know, we may have touched on that even before or after the episode. I don't remember, but at the at that time, I remember just thinking, "Gosh, who would do film when you have digital?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even though I have have always really wanted to kind of dip back into film and it's always been under the the assumption that I would be developing my own stuff that's really the big thing there like oh I'll do film when I you know have a dark room in my house or whatever uh-huh. uh but but I it, in the same time it's always been like well why would I do that when you know I have access to these amazing digital cameras now but yeah no I th- definitely think like just hearing you guys uh, like in, in Antonio, you, you're the best at this. Like, I, when it Uh-oh. comes to, no, just like, you're, oh, you're the guy that's always like, oh, here's what I'm digging into. Here's the photographer that I'm looking into. You know what I mean? Like, digging into photo history. I am the worst imaginable. I'm, like, always thinking about what am I doing next, moving forward, like, what's next on my plate, this. I never think to, like, slow down think about you know and but i love that stuff like art history was my favorite class in college and so it I, was? But I, yeah, yeah i love yeah. i took three or four years of art history like i absolutely loved it and and one of my Did, favorite things is like going to florence and seeing the duomo and thinking about you know learning and learning about it in art history and the architect that made it all possible and uh, the doors of the baptistry and stuff like that. So, like, I love exp- and then just experiencing something that I learned about, you know. So, so anyway, I think that's another thing that the group is for me. Like, and even though I, f- I feel like, and I'm gonna try to be better about it now that it, things are finally slowing back down for me. But like, even if I'm, I'm a, I'm a great lurker. So <laughs> even if I'm not actively chiming in on something, I'm like always watching. So, you know, half the time you're like, oh, we'll check out this photo. And then I'm like finding myself in a Google image, <laughs> YouTube spiral, researching this photographer that I remember hearing mm-hmm. something about in a photography class that I took way back when. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just it, all of that stuff you know, and then my parents buy me this awesome TLR camera and then come to find out, you know, you had some version of the same camera. And yeah, all of that stuff definitely plays a huge factor in in wanting to kind of get back to just the what I consider like the basic, just like basics of photography, you know, metering stuff myself and all of that, not letting a camera do it all for you, do all the yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. You know, finding finding a love uh, again in it, and not it being this, uh, I don't know, this thing that I have to do. Like, I got to produce new pictures every day or something yep. like that. She's like, do you know what? I just love to take pictures. I like to share it with people who appreciate it. And, uh, and I like to, I, you know what? I, I keep wanting to learn something. Like what you're saying, Brian, it's like I, I have to throw, I'm going to throw some credit to Ward, too. I think him, Ward, you coming into the, into the fold here and bringing in the... Uh, I mean, you have a 
pretty extensive knowledge of photo history. And uh, uh, it's great to talk to you on the shows about like when we do a deep dive on a photographer. And uh, I, I hope we're going to do more. We're obviously going to do more, right? Until we get to the cage match. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, you're saying you like your art history classes. I actually didn't like my art history classes. Uh, but that could just been my school and maybe the, the place I was in at the time. But, like, I'm loving it now, you know. I like uh, going into the history and, and just seeing where we're coming from and, and, and thinking about where we're going, you know. So, yeah, it's, that's uh, it's really important stuff. And that's what I think a, a collective, at least – you know, we all have to sort of define what this collective is, too. It's like, I mean, I, I look around <laughs> and there's collectives everywhere. You know, right. There's the, what is the one, um, the Kage Collective? Am I pronouncing that right? I, I thought it was Kage. Kage? Kage, Kage yeah, Something yeah. like that. You know, I look at them and uh, and there's there's several others. I got bookmarks everywhere and I'm like, what are they doing? And like, what what's the point? And like, what, what are, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to make our mark? on the world you know because i know it's not just for us i mean if we're announcing we have a website and we've mm -hmm. got articles that we want to share um uh with people you know and i think part of what you were saying like the transparency like getting out there and yeah uh, you know showing the world who we are uh as well it's not just this insular kind of thing um but you know now what do we do well <laughs> here's how i kind of look at it even with those other other collectives you mentioned they are doing public stuff. You know, they've got their websites like like the one you mentioned there that I can't pronounce. <laughs> they uh, they do, you know, they, they have all of their members or as many of them as possible each month put together one photo essay and they share that out there. But I think that's that's not the goal for them, uh -huh. you know, from, from the way I see it. I think the way I look at it is kind of exactly what we have. They know they've got this group that is like-minded in the sense where they don't necessarily all you know have the same views or see the same way or shoot the same way or whatever it is but they all have a like-minded ability to to trust each other uh -huh. and and to know that they're all pushing each other and as at the same time kind of giving each other that creative freedom to be able to refine some things. And yeah, they put the stuff out monthly to let people know like, Hey, here's what we're doing as a group. And in some ways help amplify the signal for each of them individually as well. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. And, but in a lot of ways, I think I, I, I mean, obviously not being part of any of those other collectives, this is purely a guess, but my hunch is that if you were to pin those guys down and talk to them, what they get out of that collective and what they're accomplishing is probably very much, in, in the realm of having that that space with like-minded creatives that that let them be free to explore new ideas explore new creative options and paths and give them a maybe an outlet for stuff that wouldn't fit their normal you know say commercial work or whatever it uh -huh, is uh -huh. let them let them explore another side of their their creative vision huh. So it's it's almost an internal benefit, and the the external product of of essays or books or zines or, uh -huh. you know, whatever comes of it. That's almost just like like icing on the cake. You know, uh -huh. it's it's just kind of the 
the thing that lets people know like hey we're all working together but yet individually and we're all growing come along on the journey with us you know mm-hmm. yeah i get the sense that from all the six of us in this group that we all kind of share some of that same thing about like you know transparency uh showing what we do like uh, lifting the curtain a little bit you know oh, i uh, tore my curtain down <laughs> <I know. laughs> there's no curtain for me I know Brian doesn't have a curtain nope. either. No, pretty much. You know, uh, Ward, the jury's still out on you now. <laughs> well, no, I've, you know, there's there's not much to show off. Like, um, uh-huh. you know, I just ask me a question, I'll, I'll give you an answer. It's not, I'm I'm not hiding anything. It's just no, I know. an opportunity. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Uh, it's just an opportunity in in a different way. Uh, a more directed, as individuals in the collective, a more directed, formal way um, of 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 putting it out there and having it, having uh, you guys reflect and bounce off you guys, and mm-hmm. then you know distill it and then put it out on the website or create whatever material we're going to create out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Ward, is there any truth though? I, I heard a rumor. That your curtain went missing in a mishap down in, on your last trip to Mexico when you were attempting to bullfight? Yeah, well, it wasn't bullfighting season. Yeah. I, I, I missed the bullfighting season. Okay. I missed the baseball season. Oh. So it was just a bunch of walking around. That's oh, all that happened. Okay. Yeah. okay, so curtain was not lost there. Okay, that's good. No. To know. <laughs> there was a change in perspective, but there was there was no curtain. You know, I, I look at this and... and Kind of a question I have for you guys, because for me, like I said, you know, and like you guys mentioned, we're kind of spanning a, uh, a variety of age groups, right? And for me, I'm kind of sitting right smack in the middle of all these age groups. And I look at it and selfishly with this collective, I feel like it's the best possible spot to be because I've got, you know, I, I, lo- I listen to you and Antonio, you and Ward talk about these uh, photographers from our history and mm-hmm. learned so much and am, am exposed to so many amazing people that maybe otherwise hadn't seen. I look at, at like what Brian's doing and he's very much on the, on the flip side where mm-hmm. very current, very modern. And I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, but you know, we all have these connections, but I feel like with every single person in this group, I get just so much inspiration because we all bring something you know, kind of similar, but something so unique. You know, we all have this this very. I don't know how you'd put it, not 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 strange, but uh, you know, that's why we went with unusual. Unusual, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we all have yeah. this our own spin on it. What what do you guys find as far as like that side of it, the inspiration, the you know, what what are you drawing from this? I know Antonio, you kind of mentioned going through the, you know, the low spot and stuff. But aside from that kind of thing, what what do you feel you pull from from the group as a whole? Hmm. Who's first? <laughs> well, I think you were asked first, aren't you? Oh Antonio? me! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're up. <laughs> A- anyone can go. You're up. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to pause for a minute while I think about this. So, uh, how about Brian? Maybe you got some. Yeah, I think, well, I think for me, 
it kind of goes back a little bit to what I said. Um, and I'm even, and, and to be completely honest with you, like I'm still, well, my life's been a whirlwind up to this point, but I feel like with you guys, there's an intimidation because I respect your point of view so much. Um, and, and I want to be able to take the things that I'm doing, which are, is in some cases very different from, you know, the work that you all are producing, and be able to let you speak into that so that there's an evolution that inevitably leads to me becoming a better creative. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I'm exactly, um, I don't even know how to put this. I don't know. I, I have some new things that I'm working on that I've been holding. I've, I've talked to Dave a little bit about it, but mm-hmm. not really shown him much of anything. And so I have some things that I've been working on on the side, um, some new projects that I've even been hesitant to share because they're not really in that final form. They're fi- I think they're just now getting to that point where I'm ready to have you guys speak into that to see where it goes from here. But I think inevitably... You know, like I said, I just I respect your points of view and your history and your love and your passion of photography and want that to really speak into my life, my creative mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. pursuits and just in turn, you know, lead me down this this path that I'm hoping to start walking down, you know. I like that. So, Brian, actually, I'm thinking about this also from from uh, the opposite uh of the same coin because I came from this, you know, background of photography. I've been doing photography all my life. It's schooling and work and blah, blah, blah. And, and I come across you and you are definitely representative of a, uh, generation of photographer who, um, I, before I even, I say before I joined the collective or before I knew you, just like I had a certain bias towards or maybe against mm-hmm. and, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. I'm with but, you, you know, already. I'm, like I'm old, with you. All right. I mean, the old grumpy fart photographer, right? And this, you know, newfangled BS. I, and I'm one to always jump on the newfangled stuff. But just, but, you know, at a certain point I get like, you know, if I move away from my, my core group of people, all my friends, a lot of my friends who are photographers, you know, I, I don't work at the agencies anymore. We all moved away, you know. It's it become more isolated. And so you, in a sense, represent this sort of coming into the creative photography world from a from a different way that I did. I represent everything you hate about photography. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, even before, you know, you joined up and I think I heard about you from Mac. I don't remember. Was it Mac? Again, this is all gonna. This is all gonna. I wish he was here, and I wish we could have recorded six people. But you know, it all goes back to him. But to, to be able to learn and appreciate and and understand, like my way wasn't isn't the only way that happened, you know. And to come out of that, to like break out of the old stodgy and I, you know yeah so i'm about to turn 55 this year and i wouldn't say i'm old but you know i've been around a while and to be able to come and and understand that uh i can look at things in a different way 
multiple ways. And, and again, it's just not multiple voices in my head, like the internet and the world. Brian, I can talk to you. You're a person. I respect your work. I respect what you say, you know, say, and I'm like, well, okay, this is how I can sort of get out of my little hamster wheel in my head. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if I'm making any sense, but I hope I'm making some sense. Um, and, a, a, you know, a small group where I can uh, appreciate and trust. Trust, a lot has to do with trust, I believe, you know. Absolutely. Um, that, I think, actually might be probably the most important thing is having a trustworthy base. Uh, because once I have that, uh, I think once we have that, then then anything is possible. And then, like, going out into the world, uh, I can manage, like, well, yeah, you know, like, there are all these different points of view. And, yeah, this is great. And it's not this, you know, I don't have to be this uh, uptight, angry person about the way things are going on. This is just the way things are now. So I think, uh, Brian, in some sense, you're, you're helping educate me as to uh, what is possible and... Uh, how to look forward to stuff, you know, and I, I really appreciate you getting back into film in some way, even though I'm not a, like a nostalgic film guy. I've said this a million times, but something about that, like getting back in touch with uh, something that I grew up with, it's, you know, and seeing you embrace it is, is very exciting for me. So anyway, that's a lot of talk. <laughs> no, you make sense. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. In a lot of ways, the thing that I love so much, it, like you said, I I kind of stopped talking so much on social media about the film thing because I didn't want to be that guy. I mm -hmm. follow a couple of those guys on Twitter, and it annoys the shit out of me when they're just, I don't know. It's just that film is superior vibe, mm -hmm. and it just drives me crazy. But uh, So I stopped kind of talking about it so much. But I think the biggest thing for me with the film thing is more so than anything that I've shot, it's just falling in love with the process again. And that uh -huh. and that has even translated into shooting digital again. You know what I mean? Because like, I haven't just I haven't stopped anything that I'm doing. I think just shooting with these old manual cameras has just given me this n newfound love for all things photography again. Uh -huh. And that's uh -huh. what I appreciate so much about it more than anything. Uh -huh. It's funny, I'm I'm on the complete opposite end of that. And here's where the diversity of the collective is informing us and, and helping us. When I had the darkroom when I was a teenager and in my 20s, there was, uh, the, you know, there was this contemplative thing going on. I would, I would shoot and then it was all ritualized, right? And then I processed the negatives and I let them hang and couldn't wait till they dried before I could, you know, cut it all up and put it in the carrier and then, and, and, you know, do the printing and everything and do, um, you know, do a main print run and then do a fine print run and then do a fiber run and all, and all the whole whatever. Um, when I got to digital, and I think it was um, iPhoto on the Mac. On the Mac was the first sort of editing tool I ever used, and it was a slider called Contrast. <laughs> it was like, you know what? That slider replaced an entire Friday evening. So, so I'm like, okay, now, as much as I am in love with even the smell of the chemicals, I had this terry towel that would just reek of Dectol, which is a developer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for printing. Uh, it's, it's all very nostalgic, um, but 
I have these sliders in Lightroom and I can solve my problems really quick. And I know, you know, I could see the speed of my, the evolution of my vision in these last four or five years that I've got serious again. Um, it's a revolution. Like, oh, I know this, I got this. And okay. And, and I'm, I'm looking at my pictures on the screen and being able to do the self-criticism and the, this fits into my vision. This doesn't fit into my vision. Um, oh, this is the keeper. I love this. This speaks to me. I think other people are going to like this or whatever. And then I can move on and just the, the building blocks, bang, 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 bang. It's about, uh, about seeing and what it is you're capturing and the kind of, uh, the work you're producing and the, and the, um, the effect it has on other people and the process is so quick now in digital as long as your mind and your your internal eye is in the right place you can evolve your photographic vision so much more quickly and that is that's for me that's a fountain of youth and oh by the way i turned uh I turned 55 about five weeks ago, so I'm ahead of you. Uh, um, but there's that that's that speed of evolution that is just that's that's the wonder of digital photography for me. If you want to drag me into a dark room and I can, you know, I got 25 years of wet hand, dry hand, and doing a you know uh, doing a run where I'll do like 20 prints one after another, bang bang bang, and all that kind of stuff. I I, you know, that's, that's still fun, but it do, it's not forwarding, it's not forwarding the vision, like the product mm -hmm. I'm producing. And it just in terms of numbers and, and, and just the kind of the deep satisfaction of knowing you're actually going somewhere uh, artistically, it's, it's amazing. So you, you, the word I'm latching onto what you were just saying was evolve, evolving. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm wondering if, you know, well, I'm seeing the part of the collective that is allowing me to evolve uh, because I've, I felt like I haven't been evolving, you know? And so uh, reducing the noise, uh, opening up a little, you know, uh, we are the unusual collective because we all do such different things. Having that kind of diversity in, in styles means that, like I can start learning from all of you guys and all the different things that you do and, and maybe start to evolve, uh, where before I wasn't, you know? Um, and I think that's probably one of the, uh, one of the things that, that I'm hoping, uh, as a group, we can, we can continue doing and, and, uh, and, and what we can also help other people do, you know, by, uh, by example, mm -hmm. you know? It'd be another source, absolutely, and 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 an hour and a half talk about Walker Evans doesn't hurt either. No, <laughs> <laughs> he he was one. That's I, I have to say, I I had read uh, the hung was it Hungry Eye the Hungry Eye what's his book that you referenced last week? I have it sitting oh. upstairs and I cannot remember it, but um, the Walker yeah, Evans I think book, it was that. yeah the the yep. the overview one you guys were talking about yeah the Hungry Eye yeah. yeah. And that was one that I was like, ah, yes, I'm very, I am familiar with this guy. So it was, it was extra interesting to listen to that because like when you talked about Penn, for example, I, I knew the name, didn't really know much about him, you know? And, and so that's where it's, you know, I keep 
well, you keep costing me money is what you do. <laughs> We're costing I, each I other Ward, money. Right? Yeah, yeah no. I blame Ward for that. Yeah, if there is a downside to this collective, <laughs> it, you know, but look at it this way. At least it's not, at least it's not all of us costing each other money by convincing each other to go buy all, all kinds of new gear constantly. I mean, if you're investing in books and history and learning, mm-hmm. you know, with my kids, I always take the, the mindset of like, well, I'm not going to fault them for wanting to to read a little more or to to learn a little more. And mm-hmm. knowledge is always a good thing, even though my wallet disagrees sometimes. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm looking at like looking at my table behind me, which I have to clear off in the next couple of weeks. But like, and I've got this. Uh, I've got three books that I didn't have prior to, or four books. I got "Let Us Now Praise Famous Men." I got "The Hungry Eye." I got "American Photographs." Uh, I got the Robert Frank book. I also have this zine that we were talking about uh, on the show last week, uh, Ward. So yep. I blame Ward for my, my wallet. <laughs> it's all Ward's fault. I, I have a backlog of five or six books, too, so I've stopped yeah. buying books in the next little while. <laughs> Running out of yeah. money here. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I was just going to say, I think the idea, though, of, of the evolution, I, I love that. Because that's I was sitting here listening to you guys talk, and, man, you guys have seen the the little random adventures I've been on since we started this collective and in a shift. Uh And that's really how I feel too. And Brian, when you mentioned earlier, kind of how, you know, you feel like you want to let the voice of this collective into your work because you, you know, like you say, you value the opinions and the feedback. That's part of that evolution. I think where it's so, it's been eye-opening for me very it wasn't what i anticipated really initially with this idea it was it's literally just you don't realize how much it shapes your creativity in a way where i'm not shooting antonio's style but that sensibility and things to look at is all helping my own style evolve further and i think we're seeing that in in all of our work uh-huh. I agree. You yeah. know, my trip to Mexico, right? Well, the first yeah. thing I did when I got there, you know, you guys were waking me up from my siesta for crying out loud, <laughs> you know, and I'm did showing you know the little alarms going off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that first night I was there, I was taking pictures of the inside of the Basilica and I said, I need two bodies. I'm going nuts here. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> and I was sharing that with you, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you were you were sort of on vacation with me there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was creating work in part to, if it was to please the collective, or at least you guys knew that I was, um, um, was well, I was posting. I was actually editing right. and posting down there. And that all went up into the um, into the Discord group. Yeah. So it, it, what you're saying is absolutely true. We, I mean, I lived it, right? And it was yeah. uh, it was great. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're we're at about an hour now, a little over an hour. So I want to keep it uh, keep it. Uh, we're going to end this soon, but I want to come up with a couple of questions, and we don't have to answer them now, right? Mm-hmm. But well, okay. First of all, I'm hoping that you guys will. Um, uh, agree at some point to like uh, for us to do some collective uh, podcast like we're doing now and maybe we could start it off on street shots or we can tie it in with one of our other shows but like if you're willing to do that once in a while uh, would you guys be cool with that just sort of like we're doing now and no. sure. having you sort of announced to the world that I want to you know have an unusual collective gathering uh, so yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, just the inspiration that I think we're all kind of feeling right now. I mean, I like to perpetuate it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I like the idea of like a he, you know, a bonus episode here and there of like street shots, for example. Of here's what the collective's up to. You know, if you're yeah, not following right. the website, here come listen. Here's what we're doing. Cool. I, I dig it. Brian, you're good, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, fantastic. All right, so we got that down. We've just announced that for the world. Uh, a couple of things. So uh, I know that uh, some uh, uh, collectives have manifestos. Do we need a manifesto? Well, and I don't know. I'm just point- putting this out. Is it important for us to have a manifesto? Do we need one? Or is that just like, you know, well, we'll get to that later or we'll figure that out. I'll, or we don't need it. I'll be honest. Where I, where I sit with everything, and this is just pure, purely my viewpoint, I think the way that we have approached it so far and the fact that we're focused so much on uh, there's not really rules right like you know Mm -hmm. it's really us doing this thing together that we're going to share with the world and we are sharing right now um that helps each of us individually gives us that safe space and also helps you know maybe inspire others and whatever it might be I kind of like the idea of there not being like a rigid set of like, here's our, you know, like you said, manifesto, here's right, our right. seriousness. Cause I, I feel if you look at most of our chats, there's always a level of, and it's probably my fault mostly, but there's always a level <laughs> of non, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Right. Exactly. We can have a serious discussion, but we're not Magnum photography here. You know what I mean? We're we're not something like that that's, you know, trying to be elite or trying to, you know, look down on everyone. And from mm-hmm. from my point, I, I kind of like the idea that, you know what, it's just kind of, you know, no matter where our status is individually outside of this collective, we get together and we're all level playing field, no rules, just mm-hmm. let it hang. Yeah, if we were some kind of had some kind of activist cause, I could see right. us having a yeah, stern yeah. manifesto, but we're not. Mm-hmm. I think just in the conversation tonight, it's you know it's a forum for um, sharing creativity in the group and and releasing it out to the uh, to the the wider world. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I don't want to write anything and, and be rigid <laughs> and stuck stuck to it because then you're gonna find myself like saying, "Oh, are we are we fulfilling this? Are we are we off the path?" Right. And, you know, not having you know that specific road that we need to walk down. And if we want to go left, we can go left. We want to go right, we want to go right. We do it together as a group. Yep. You know, then that's great. So okay, great. So we. We're not, our manifesto is no manifesto. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. I got it. That's going to be the thing. And then uh, I guess that's the last question would be like, do we want to do group projects? Do we want to do something like what other guys do? Like where we all sort of take on a subject on our own, um, with our own style or or voice or something like that. Does does that sound like a thing we want to try or? Well, I think we should try it. Yeah. Whether or not it'll succeed. I mean, that's part of it too. (laughs) What does it hurt, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. 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 And then, and then if there's, you know, feedback where, you know, you're going to do spectacular landscape and I'll hang my head and I'll, I'll drive out to the mountains or something and climb, you know, I'll do, I'll try to do something. 
And then, you know, we'll see, you know, I'm the junior guy. I'm the junior landscape artist. So (laughs) that was my title. I'll get the feedback. Yeah. (laughs) Get the feedback. What do you mean? You're the junior. You you live like right next to these giant mountains. (laughs) Me? I I live, I have brick buildings. I don't have any. The only mountains I have is iron ore mine dumps around me. I'm in, I'm in the wilderness. I'm a city guy. I was I I close to that scenery, but I'm that's not. Mm, see, I'm funny that way. Brian Brian being in the Midwest, there's no mountains by him either. But he is our he is our landscape like all star. I'd have to yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Speaking <laughs> of intimidation, I live in the flattest place on earth. <laughs> well, he, here was a thought I had when we talked about you know, kind of group projects. I know it can be tough. Scheduling is tough and everything else. But this idea just popped in my head. We're celebrating your 100th episode here, which, I mean, let's not forget that. This isn't just mm-hmm. the collective. Mm. And that that's a pretty amazing thing. What if we gave ourselves 100 days to come up with 100 frames? Oof. So that, that's there's six of frames. Of, well, there's six of us. I mean, uh-huh. 100 total. Oh, oh okay. I oh. thought you meant 100 each. No, no, yeah. no, not a hundred each. So I mean, there's six of us. You know, we split that up, and and however that math works out. I mean, we're looking at twenty-ish, fifteen to twenty each. Hmm. That we all we all will put our heads offline and and put something together and and kind of make it our first group project gallery. Not gallery like physical gallery, but you know what I mean on the website. Like here, we're we're kicking off mm-hmm. kicking off something unusual. Yeah, well, and you think that in lieu of the book we we haven't done yet? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take baby uh, steps. I, okay. Well, how I many how many images we... were together in the book we were looking at? Oh, there's there's got to each... be sixty ish. Well, there's twelve. Yeah, each. I think each of us were like ten to twelve. Yeah, maybe. so we're almost you know? there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just we'll, ideas. We'll bounce. We'll bounce that off I, of uh, in our Discord. I think. I, yeah. And see what the other guys think. That's my I like that idea. That's my role in the collective in, in case you know listeners haven't picked up. I just throw random ideas out <laughs> and then I run and hide. <laughs> and see, you, you just lob the grenade. Yeah, I do. And then away. I wait and see yeah. what happens and <laughs> see see what takes off. All right. Well, I, I want to acknowledge the other two members, which is yes. Max Sikolsky and Mark Ryerson, mm-hmm. who um it wasn't about not joining. It was just when I when I invited you guys, I didn't quite think that they were available. But and and because of my recording abilities, I can only record four people simultaneously. So it's not any reason. I would love to do all six of us, mm-hmm. and then like maybe when we get another chance to do it, we can figure out some way to, to do the physical. You know, have all six of us together. If we can all like like uh, Board said, you know, trying to get all the kids together in one spot is <laughs> is hard. But uh, I want to acknowledge them and, yes. you know, acknowledging uh, Mac having put the website together, which I'm also working on now as well, uh, and uh, and hosting all that stuff and actually coming up with the name, mm-hmm. Unusual Collective, I believe it was him. And and Mark coming up with our tagline, which I don't know if you guys remember what it is, but it's on our website. Mm-hmm. And I want to just quote it. Is that He goes, is that rare time when things in life align together so perfectly, one asks themselves, what took so long? <laughs> You know, I I love that. Yep. And I, I think it sort of encompasses what we were just talking about and who we are and stuff like that. So uh, I want to acknowledge the fact that uh, we're all that you guys gave some of your time for me on my 100th show. And I really appreciate that. 
Uh, I like that we're sort of announcing this to the world on this show. Uh, it's a bit of both of both to, you know, switch to manual on the podcast and this unusual collective has been stuff that's been instrumental in my life in like real life. And like, so you guys have made some impact on me in reality. Uh, and I want to acknowledge that um, by saying thank you to, to you guys and to the two members who aren't uh, uh, live with us now. Uh, it's made a big difference for me. And um, I really appreciate it. I mean, I really feel it from my heart that you guys have spent some of your energy for me. Uh, and uh, I don't know how I, I don't think I can ever repay you other than give you of my time. So thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate that. That's great. Absolutely. And vice versa. Like, you know, the, the the value of the of this collective, even if we didn't go public, just with the sharing that we've been able to do up to now has been uh, been first rate. And I'm uh, I'm proud to be part of it. And I'm glad you asked me to come in. I was one of the later guys. So I think I'm the latest guy. <laughs> so You're the newbie. I'm the new kid. I'm the newbie. Yes. It's nice to be that once in a while, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Can we use bad words on the forum? Yeah. <laughs> i don't know you get you got to put a penny in a jar if you do yeah exactly <laughs> well this day it's a dollar so yeah what the... um so uh what else oh so i want to just say that the website uh for the unusual collective is unusualcollective.photography uh so anybody who's listening can go there and we've got a few stories up right now that uh uh, myself and Ward and Dave uh, put up, and hopefully we'll get uh, the other members to start putting up some stories too and, and start sharing our stuff. We're keeping it simple, stupid, right? Right. You know, nothing too crazy. Uh, we want to share the the best of what we have with uh, with the world. So the stories you'll see up there, I think, just read them and, and they're really good. And Dave, thank you so much. You you inspired me so much to write the my, what I wrote. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, I like sitting in front of a blank screen and Dave is like, well, just think about it this way. I'm like, oh, thanks. Again, I threw a grenade and I, I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, thank you, man. Anytime. And, uh, and Brian, I really appreciate uh, you also uh, joining and, and giving of your time and energy. Uh, I know you're an uh, incredibly busy person with family and, and traveling and stuff like that and I, I really appreciate it i really appreciate you sticking around and uh being part of this well honor, honored honestly just to have been asked and you know to be amongst such talented and <clears throat> inspirational people so just awesome to be here yeah great so that's it that's that's the hundredth show that's uh that's all i got <laughs> i think <laughs> i you guys up long enough uh ward why don't you uh let everybody know uh, where they can find you other than the unusual collective well sure well where folks are most likely to find me and where i uh, uh, post the most work is on my instagram account it's ward rosin w-a-r-d-r-o-s-i-n fine art um, i'm on facebook as well um, ward rosin and um, i'm on Flickr as well ward rosin um, what is it ward rosin photo or W Rosin photo, it doesn't matter. Instagram's where you're gonna find me. And I have a website as well, rosin.ca, R O S I N dot C A. Oh, you're everywhere. I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, my pleasure, man. Yeah. Brian, where where are we finding you besides the unusual collective? Uh just at Brian Manier on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. 
Primary. They're everywhere too. Yeah. I'm all over. Excellent. And uh, usually happy Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we finding you? <laughs> kind of the same thing. At the website is just davidswiduck.com or social media. Most active on Twitter, but Instagram, Facebook, all that. Just David Swiduck. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining me tonight. And congrats, man. Thank you. Yeah, number yeah. 100. This is a yeah. big one. Enjoy That's it. bananas. Yeah. Century. <laughs> Century. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Just remind me how, when you say a century, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting old. Oh, gosh. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm going to end it, and uh, we will see everybody on the uh, collective, unusual collective website. Sounds good, cool. man. Great. Good nighty night. Hey, a really big thanks to those guys for joining me on the show's 100th episode, anniversary, (laughs) 100th episode, it's an anniversary. Uh, These are like, they're a truly special group of creative guys, and uh, I have the honor to call them all my friends, you know, you'll definitely be hearing more from them in the future as I... I think I might incorporate occasionally a special show uh, featuring like a roundtable chat with uh, the guys from the Unusual Collective. But, you know, shh, don't tell them. I haven't told them yet, okay? <laughs> so the first time they might be hearing this is when they're listening to this show. So just keep it between us, right? And as far as the quote from the beginning, that is from the redoubtable Elliot Irwin, uh, one of my all-time favorite street photographers, also a fellow New Yorker. And you can find his work at ElliotIrwit.com or MagnumPhotos.com. So you can also find the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes at SwitchToManual.Podbean.com. And the Switch to Manual site will probably be rebuilt by the end of summer when I get some time to be able to spend uh, devoted to just working on the sites. Uh, But until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AMRosario. And on Flickr as AM Rosario, and also on Facebook, still under Switch to Manual and Rosario Photo, right? So look for me in those places. And a couple of ways you can support the show. You can send me some exposure bucks by going to iTunes and rating and reviewing the show and telling all your friends about me. Just spread the word about Street Shots. I like to have more people come and listen to the show. Or, if you like, you could send me some real bucks and become an honorary producer of the show. The tip jar is located on the Podbean page where you where this episode is hosted. Uh, either way, I can certainly use your support, uh, whether it's with exposure bucks or real bucks. And, you know, just dropping me a line, you know, that's a great morale booster, too. So I'd really appreciate that. Finally, the Street Shots new theme music was written and produced by Phyllis Audio. Uh, you can find out more about the creative chat behind Phyllis Audio at soundcloud.com slash P-H-Y-L-L-I-S audio. And a big thanks to uh, Mac of the Shutter Time podcast for hooking me up with the guy at Phyllis Audio. I really appreciate it, bro. Thanks a lot. It worked out really well. I'm really enjoying my new theme song. So, hey, until next time, keep working, keep shooting, because things will begin to happen.